Welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly D. Parker, speaker, consultant, and self-proclaimed introvert who stumbled upon the cheat code to captivate audiences and command any room. Each week on this show, I'll share tips and tools to inspire you to communicate with power, charisma, and awaken your most confident self. Let's get started. Hey, this is episode 17 of the Confident Speaker Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today, we are sharing the last episode in our Speaking Up at Work series, and we're talking all about how to leverage LinkedIn. Now, if you're like me and you're a little bit intimidated about networking online, then you're going to want to take notes because I have with me today the LinkedIn locksmith himself, Rob YB Youngblood. He specializes in helping entrepreneurs increase their credibility and visibility as it relates to LinkedIn. And during our conversation, he also gave some really valuable tips that apply to nine to fivers as well. Today's episode is brought to you by my Fierce and Fearless Speaking Academy. This is my high level coaching intensive that teaches entrepreneurs and professionals how to conquer their fear of public speaking. You will learn how to present with confidence, captivate audiences and command any room. If you're ready to learn the nuts and bolts of delivering an unforgettable keynote, workshop or even virtual talk, contact me today at info at kellydparker.com. And now, here's my conversation with the LinkedIn locksmith, Rob YB Youngblood. Rob, how you doing today? I am blessed by the best. How about yourself? I am awesome. I'm so glad that you carved out some time to hang out with me. So let our listeners know who you are and what you do. Absolutely. So I'm Rob YB Youngblood. I am the chief connecting officer of YB Connects, uh, which is a relationship and referral marketing consulting firm. Uh, In many circles, I'm known as the LinkedIn locksmith because I unlock the advantages and the power of LinkedIn for entrepreneurs who struggle with networking, but want to increase their visibility, credibility, and profitability. Nice. LinkedIn locksmith. What a name. (laughs) You know, it's so interesting because at least for me, you know, years ago, LinkedIn was that website you go to when you get sick and tired of your job. And you're like, okay, let me figure out my next steps. Let me get my life together. But as of late, I'm learning, you know, there's so much more that we can and should be doing on LinkedIn. So can you talk a little bit about who should be on LinkedIn and, you know, kind of why and what you can do? Yeah. And you're exactly right. So, you know, LinkedIn actually started out as a platform to support job seekers who are looking for employment uh, so that they can connect with uh, recruiters. Uh, But because it's grown into a behemoth of of a social media site, it's become a marketplace now for those who are looking to attract their next client. Uh, and one of the things that I know that I do, which I've, I've, I've evolved my business from working with job seekers to more working with entrepreneurs is really teach people how to or entrepreneurs or those who are revenue generators, how to enhance their visibility, credibility and profitability so that they can attract those who need their product or service. And so I would say those who are entrepreneurs, those who are consultants, those who are speakers Authors, you know, if you are looking for a way to attract professional clients, uh, those who are maybe working in a corporate arena, uh, LinkedIn is for you. And it, it, and it's a place where people are looking to do business. They're not just looking for 
you know, people who want to post pictures all day. They're looking for solutions to their particular challenge. And if you're aware of your gift and your talent and your skills and the problem you solve, then you can turn your profile into a magnet that attracts those people who are looking for you, but they just don't know you exist yet. As far as the profile goes, what mm-hmm. what is necessary? Like, what are what should we be focusing on? Like, what does a really strong profile look like? Oh, you trying to get you trying to let me give up the goodies, right? That, that typically people pay for that. Now, I'm just I'm just messing with you. I'll be happy to share that. Uh, so the first thing, though, uh, so I have a a uh, framework that I promote to my clients. It's called the MMD framework. And the MMD framework basically states that you have to have first the right mindset before you start focusing on your profile, right? So you have to first see yourself as a brand. You have to see yourself as someone who can attract the right people. You need to know your gift, your particular gift and the problems that your gift allows you to solve. Uh, And then you have to answer five important questions. And and those five important questions are, who are you? Uh, what do you do? Why do you do what you do? Who do you help or who do you serve? And then what results can people expect to get when they work with you? Right. So those are before you even jump on LinkedIn to fix your profile. You have to understand this about yourself because you need to be able to communicate this both online and offline. And if you're not able to communicate it succinctly or in a way that's clear, People that they're not going to do business with you because people don't want confusion. They want to be able to attract what they want. If I go to the grocery store and I want bread, I'm not looking for a product that's like kind of like bread. No, they're looking for bread. Right. So so the first part of the MMD MMD uh, framework is is mindset. And then the second part is methodology. Now, I can't give you too much of the methodology because my folks, they come for that. But what I will say is that in your profile, you take the information that I just mentioned on mindset and you transfer that into your profile. Right. So I would say the first three things that you want to have is a phenomenal headshot, like a professional headshot. Right. Something that doesn't have too much going on in the background, uh, you know, a smiling face, a bright picture. Uh, you don't want to have, like I said, too much going on in the background. So that circle that when you look at somebody's profile, that's the headshot uh, profile picture. Uh, definitely get with someone who is a, a, a professional in terms of taking pictures. So you have a high quality picture. Uh, the second thing you want is a background banner. I call it the billboard. Uh, that's the piece that's right behind the uh, headshot uh, that you can showcase yourself in terms of your brand. You know, what what what's a picture that 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 uh, speaks a thousand words, but represents your brand. Right. Uh, And then the third thing is a headline that allows for people when they click on your profile to see exactly who you are, who you help and the result that you are able to get for them. Right. And I call that the six second elevator pitch. Right. The six second elevator pitch. You can have it online. You can have it offline and it should be able to describe your verb your target, and then the result that your target can expect to get from you. So those are the first three things that I often teach my clients whenever, you know, I work with them on a makeover, uh, whether I do it for them or whether they, they they work with me to get it done. But those will be the first three things that I would recommend. And then infusing the five questions into your profile so people can really know who they're dealing with when they connect with you on, on LinkedIn. Awesome. So on the flip side, what would you say are some of the mistakes that you see people making a lot? 
Oh, my goodness. So I got about 100 pet peeves, but I'm going to give you the first three. Right. Um, the first one is uh, sending a connection to someone uh, without uh, adding a personalized note. Right. So the biggest challenge that I see is that people will just hit the connect button and it'll and, and LinkedIn has a way of sharing this kind of message that kind of comes off like you're begging. Right. Please add me to your network. or I want to get in your network. That's like saying I want to get in your house. Right. I don't. I don't know you. Oh, please let me in your house. Why? Like, I don't know you. Like, I don't let people, strangers in my house. So I would say the first uh, first mistake that people make is they, they connect with people, but they don't send a personalized note to help that other person understand, like, why, why do you want to connect with me? Like, what are you looking for? And the challenge for a lot of people, which is actually my second pet peeve, is that folks are so focused on pitching. They just want to sell you. And here's the thing. My background is sales and marketing. I don't have an issue with selling. I don't have an issue with people selling to me, but focus on relationship first Mm -hmm. and then identify how you can add value. Right. So so that would be the second the second pet peeve. And then the third pet peeve that I have, which leads to the people being able to work with me, is seeing a bunch of gray squares in your profile. Now, it may not be gray squares anymore because LinkedIn just went through a little renovation. You know, it's like this kind of n- nice little uh, color type thing. I can't even describe the colors. It's not it's not going to be gray squares anymore. But if it doesn't have a logo in it, you're missing out on opportunities to promote your brand. And so, you know, those would be three mistakes that I think people make. It's not really promoting their overall brand in the context of the company that they own. Uh, whereas if you work for a company, it's easy to find that because the companies typically have a company page. If that makes sense. Got you. So you're talking about that box where would be a logo for whatever company you're working with or serving. Right. Okay. So that's kind of a dead giveaway that that person is probably a good resource. Like there's probably a good referral for me. Like if you see a person, like you're going through somebody's profile and they got a bunch of uh, uh, boxes that kind of all look the same. They don't have no logos in them. They, they might need the LinkedIn locksmith. Got you. So what would your thoughts be for someone on the professional side who has a professional career and they're kind of looking for that next move? Yeah. You know, what are their next steps in regard to leveraging LinkedIn? Yeah. Your network is your net worth. Right. And so you should always be connecting and networking with people, not when you need a job. Matter of fact, that's the worst time to start reaching out to people is when you get laid off. And I I should know because in 2015, uh, excuse me, 20. 2012, rather, I was laid off from a nonprofit position. Right. And that was actually one of the worst experiences that I've had because I put all my emphasis and energy into that position, thinking that I was extremely valuable. Um, But what most people don't realize is that it's not personal. Like if you ever get laid off from a job, it's not personal. It shouldn't be taken personal. It's a business decision. Now, unless you do something crazy or whatever, somebody has it out for you. But typically when, when people are laid off, it's a financial decision because the position that you hold is an expense on a balance sheet or income income statement. My wife, my wife will correct me because she's an accountant, right? So it's an expense. And so because it's an expense, if a company wants to decrease costs and increase increase uh, income, they're going to cut the expenses. And so your position is an expense. So I would say that you want to consistently keep in touch with people in your network because you just never know when you might need them or when they might need you. 
Um, and you want to just keep in touch because, you know, if something's coming down the pike, you want your you want your network to say, hey, we're here to support you. Here's some opportunities versus who are you like? Oh, we ain't talked since you graduated from college 10 years ago. So you want to make sure that you cultivate your network consistently so that when you have a need or if someone has a need, you can leverage it to the best of your ability. That's good. Mm-hmm. In regard to actually posting, like the content that you're sharing, mm-hmm. can you give any insight as to what works really well on LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 most people look at Facebook and LinkedIn as the same and Instagram is the same. They feel like if I just post, 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 I'm going to be able to attract business. And some people do. Like there's a young lady who has literally over 100,000 followers or almost like a million followers. So when she posts something, people are going to latch on to it because she has people that she's already engaged her network. Right. So I would say uh, when you're just getting started, you want to post content based on your your area of expertise, but also based on the people that are in your network. So if you engage your network and you know that your network consists of a certain type of person or certain types of people, post content that would be a value to them, not just a value to you, um, because you want people to get engaged. And the way LinkedIn works is that the more engaged you are with your contacts, the stronger your network will be. You know, you can have 5,000 connects, but if you don't know who's in your network and you haven't communicated with them, that's all they are is connections. They're not they're not relationships. You know, I would rather have uh, 500 relationships than 5,000 connections because those, you know, I might or 5,000 followers. Like, where are they following me to? Like, you know what I mean? So so I think, you know, what's important is you think about what kind of content will benefit the people that I'm following. Well, how do I know that? I asked them, you know, or I look on their profile and I see what there's what they're posting, what they're talking about, what their background is. Um, And so that's what I that's what I tend to do for myself. Okay, yeah, it sounds like like you were saying, it's much more about you interacting with others versus you actually getting the interaction back. Right. Like, like, um, I'm like, man, okay, on Facebook, I could get X amount of likes. But over here, I might get two. Right. But I'm hearing that there's so much organic reach on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. Tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous organic reach. If you are engaging your connections. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. the people that you're connected to don't really you don't haven't talked to them. Don't really expect them to show you any love um, because you're not adding any value to them. You know, if it's all about me posting about my business and what I'm selling, then people can they can care less. You know, mm. post things that's of value. And here's another thing. If you can post things that's of value to the people that's in their network. Right. Because now they have a reason to not only like it, but then they're going to tag somebody in it that could benefit. And now your network, it grows beyond your direct connections. It now goes into your second and third tier because somebody's now introduced that information to their network. Mm. That's good. So you were talking about mindset. Can you speak into this scenario? Mm -hmm. So let's say I get on LinkedIn and I'm like, man, so-and-so is doing really good. How did she get featured in that magazine? Or Mm -hmm. so-and-so, how did she get that job? And on and on and on. And I'm spiraling in this comparison thing. Right. Because I'm seeing everybody else's accomplishments or, you know, their highlights. Can you talk about 
you know, kind of the mindset or approach that we need to have to, you know, overcome stuff like that? Yeah, I think the first thing is you got to get a coach. Right. You got to get a coach. You got to get somebody who has done or is doing what you're striving to do so they can help to point out the challenges that you have and help you to overcome them. Right. Um, I mean, some people, if they recognize and they they acknowledge that they do that, they can make those changes themselves. But most people don't, you know, and so by having a coach, having somebody that can not only point it out, but give you a solution based on what they've experienced or what they've done and provide you with resources that if you tap into it will allow you to uh, be able to uh, enhance your your ability to get those results. Then you will be able to get the results that you need based on that, uh, that information and that relationship with, uh, with people. Got it. Yeah. What are some of the biggest results that you've seen either, you know, in your life or the life of your clients through the LinkedIn? Uh, well, I would say for me, my biggest result has been the fact that I was, uh, able to attract, uh, and do work with a Super Bowl champion. Uh, I was able to do work with the number one motivational speaker, Dr. Eric Thomas, and, and, and you know, work with him on his LinkedIn profile, um, being able to uh, add tremendous value to a host of coaches, consultants and speakers to increase their visibility and to really help people really understand the value of LinkedIn. Now, I'll tell you this. You, you said that you like the name LinkedIn Locksmith. That wasn't a name that I gave myself. Right. That was a name that I received as a result of adding value to one of my clients. And then he then had an opportunity to speak uh, within a group that we were both a part of. And he mentioned the fact that everyone needs a locksmith. And he used me as an example and said, let me use YB as an example, because YB was my LinkedIn locksmith. Right. And so because I know this guy is a marketing genius, I said, I'm snatching that up. And I'm making it mine. And that's what I did. And now when any anytime anybody thinks about LinkedIn, they're like, you need to holler at YB because he's the LinkedIn locksmith. So yeah. I would say those have been some great things. I would say also just really seeing uh, my clients get some success. Right. So one of my clients is a, is a speaker by the name of Mike Nelson. Mike Nelson is out of the Philadelphia area. Right. And so, you know, being able to get a video from Mike and, and him telling me that, uh, superintendents are reaching out to him on LinkedIn, right? That he's not, he's not doing any chasing. Like he's not chasing after anybody. He is basically working the strategies that I gave him and he's getting results. Like I love hearing that, right? I love hearing how, you know, people are able to attract those, those speaking opportunities or, you know, making connections to those, uh, those recruiters. You know, I have one client that I work with who, you know, was able to land a phenomenal job uh, down in Florida with, with, with Walt Disney World. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, just really seeing people who actually will take the information that I give them and apply it and get results. Those are, those are some of the things that have been major uh, for me. Amazing. What is the best way to connect with someone that you don't have any connection to? Like we don't have any connections in mm-hmm. common, but mm-hmm. You know, I want to get to know this person for a professional reason. Right, right, right. Well, the best way is to see who you have in common with that person. Right. And so here's why cultivating your network is so important, because, hey, you might want to connect with that person that you're not connect that you're not directly connected to. But because you have someone in your network who is connected, if your relationship is solid, they may end up facilitating the connection because they're like, oh, I know you. I like you. I trust you. But if you hadn't talked to those people in a while and now you reach out and say, hey, I'd like for you to connect me to 
to to Jane Doe, they're going to say, who is this? It's kind of like you have the dial tone, like, who is this? Right. So so uh, I think if you have someone that you want to connect to now, you can be bold and reach out to them directly. Like LinkedIn gives you the ability to send what they call in mail. Um, you can send a message directly. And if, and if you have a premium uh, service, you can send a certain number of in-mail messages um, based on the number of credits that you have. Or, you know, you can send a message directly uh, to them. And, and, and if they value what you have in terms of what's on your profile, then they may respond and, and answer. But if you send in a lot of messages to people, uh, connections to people that don't know you, now you're going to get flagged because people are going to put ignore I don't know this person. And if you get a bunch of those, LinkedIn is going to flag you. And so now whenever you try to send a direct message, they're going to say, well, we, we recognize that you want to send this person an invitation, but what's their email? And yeah. you like, I, I can answer that. Well, that's that's why we did that, because we know you spamming. And so we don't want you doing that. So I would say the best way is to identify who's in your network that has that connection approach that person, let them know your reason for wanting wanting to connect and ask if they would be open to facilitating an introduction. Um, some people will, some people won't, but it's really a, it's really about the investment that you've made in your network so that you can then make a, a withdrawal because you've made several you know investments. So you've made several deposits. Mm, very good. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about making investments in your network. Do you have... I don't want to call it a schedule, but do you have mm-hmm. a strategy around how you keep in contact with people, you know, over a sustained period of time? Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. Um, so I would say so a part of my methodology um, is just knowing the things that need to be done on a consistent basis. And I kind of just, I, I, you know, there's certain triggers that 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 pop up that say, OK, I need to reach out to this person. Right. So, for example, if someone looks at my profile, that's a trigger. I'm going to reach out to them. Uh, if their birthdays come up, I'm going to give them a shout out. Right. If they had a new position or they may have posted some information, whatever that is, it triggers me to reach out. Uh, right now, I'm doing some work at a local uh, college here in Richmond, and um, I'm, I'm looking to connect with certain people. So if they are uh, looking at my profile when I post, I'm going to reach out to them both online and offline so I can get their attention because I have something that I'm looking to accomplish. And so I would say that, uh, you know, those, those are some of the key things that, that, that I focus on. Very good. Mm-hmm. Well, share more about your services and how we can get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. I would say the first thing that I would recommend is if a, if a person is serious, now keep in mind, I'm working with entrepreneurs who struggle with networking um, but want to increase their visibility, credibility, and profitability. So I offer a uh, a coaching package where an individual can work with me over a 12-month period um, so that we can not only grow together, but we can make a significant impact on each other. I, I look for ways for, uh, for relationships to be mutually beneficial. It's not just YB's offering a service and you paying me for that. It's like, how do I, how do we establish mutual benefit? Right. Um, so, you know, a person can work with me over a period of a year um, or they can do a 90 day uh, consulting, you know, where, hey, I just want to kind of I want to dabble a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not might not be ready to make that significant investment uh, of, of coaching over a 12 month period of time 
and and money, right? So it's not just an investment of money, it's an investment of time and discipline because a lot of people, they'll drop money, but they won't even follow through on the things that they're making, they're, they're investing in, right? Um, so a person can do like a, you know, a 12 month coaching with me. Um, they can take advantage of a 90 day package or if they just want like kind of a short term hit and they need me to help them with their LinkedIn profile, then I have a elite LinkedIn profile makeover package that they can invest in where I'll do their profile for them uh, and have a turnaround within seven days. Or we can jump on a, uh, a session where we work together. Now, I'm actually uh, promoting a, a free masterclass that I'm that I'm hosting. I haven't put the date out there just yet. So I'll, I'll make sure you get the information and you can share it with your people. But um, but I'll be hosting an upcoming masterclass. It'll be absolutely free um, where I'm just going to give away the jewels. I'm going to give away the jewels. Um, but I will be inviting people to come into my network so that we can begin to work together. So that way, if they want to do some coaching or consulting, they'll feel a little more comfortable with doing that because I've given them something of significant value. Very good. Yeah. Let me know. About that masterclass, love to share that out with folks. So this yep. is super valuable. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for your time and your expertise. And sir, you are welcome around here anytime. I normally mm-hmm. interview women, but yeah. you are welcome here anytime. Well, I, I'll tell you this. My ideal client is her name is Jasmine. OK, and Jasmine is an HBCU graduate. Uh, she is a, a member of a sorority. Uh, she is a mom with multiple children. Uh, she she may or may not be married, but but Jas- this Jasmine is actually married. Right. Uh, and she's a serial entrepreneur. She left her job. Uh, she is now you know, running multiple businesses. However, she is not she's good at what she does, but she's working on how do I network and how do I leverage LinkedIn to help increase my visibility, credibility and profitability. So the fact that you talk to mostly women. That's my target right there. You know, so if there's a woman that's listening that you 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 can relate to Jasmine in a couple of those areas and you may you may not fit every single one. But, you know, you can say, you know what, I'm Jasmine. You know, I, I, I can benefit from that. Miss Youngblood or YB. Then I would say just shoot me a message on LinkedIn. Send me a personalized note. Let let me know that you heard me You know, on this on this podcast here. And um, and, you know, I'll be more than happy to work with you and see how I can add value. So the fact that you talk to women, that's. You, I'm talking to my ideal, my my ideal clients right now. So you, you, you adding way much more value to me than maybe I'm, I'm adding to you right now. Well, I'm happy to hear it. I'm happy to hear it. Well, thank you so much again, and you are doing amazing work. Thank you, Kelly. Appreciate that. You keep up the good work. Uh, be encouraged. Be blessed. Keep the faith, and uh, look forward to strengthening our relationship. Thanks for listening to the Confident Speaker Podcast. If you found this content valuable. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others join the Confident Speaker family. Thanks again and see you next time.